and we are live what's going on everybody and it looks like as soon as we went live uh my signal is getting shaky uh so i apologize if i'm not coming through as clear as i probably want to uh my wi-fi is getting a little shook up because we are also live on TikTok at the same time but i'm going to go ahead and fix that problem here in a moment once jb takes over uh welcome back to the true christian ministry uh podcast jb i'm gonna let you do the normal intro i'll be right back sweet Technical difficulties. Yeah. Fresh trim, Mark. Absolutely. What's up, everybody? I see we've got 26 people in the chat already. What's good? What's good? Monday night episode. Welcome to the True Christian Podcast with me, JD, and with Mike Pagano, our brother from another mother. Um, good to see you all here. I hope everybody's had a blessed week. I hope everybody's been doing good. Hope you are blessed. Hope you are blessed. Again, to everybody that is here, please like and subscribe. Please click the like button now while you are able. And also go check out all the links. Go check out the links to the merch. Go see how you can get involved. We appreciate you all being here. So that's going to be good as always. Always, always good to see everybody in the chat. Josh, what's up? Release, Carice, Yuri, nice, Mel. Good to see everybody at King B, Reina. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So while Mark sorts out his, that's why we're late. Uh, technical difficulty. So apologies for that. But we are going to get into it in a minute. In a minute, in a minute, in a minute, we are going to get into it. In the meantime, I will open with prayer. And then hopefully by then, Mark's connection is sorted. Thank you, Father God, for giving us another opportunity to share the word, to go through the, the holy scriptures which you have given us. Lord, we thank you for all our brothers and sisters all, all over the world that have tuned in. Thank you, Lord, that you bless the reading tonight and that everybody is edified through your word and everybody grows and draws closer to you. Thank you, Lord, for each and every single one of our brothers and sisters going through tough times that you are with us, that your grace is always abounding, that your love is always present, and that we keep our eyes focused on the prize of the high calling of God, that we keep pressing on towards the mark, and that we do not fall or faint. Thank you, Lord Jesus Christ, that you are always with us in everything we do, and that nothing, nothing we do will ever cause you to leave or forsake us. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen and amen. So that's where we at. Hopefully Mark gets his. He says one, one minute. He's, he's getting there. He's getting there. And then we will get into it. And for those who are here for the first time, you can see all the previous recordings um, right here on, on the YouTube channel. You go to past recordings. You'll see it all there. And tomorrow, Mark and I are starting with the first episode of our Bible reading, where we'll be going through Genesis 1 through 3. Um, that won't be live. That will be all fair, but it will be posted later as we are going to read the entire Bible together and post the entire Bible reading right here on the True Christian YouTube channel where everybody can go through and study with us. So this is, this is more of a study where we can all get together and go through go through the Bible together and enjoy God's word and edify one another with the word of God. So there we go. We can see, we can see the pretty face. We can see the fresh trim. Welcome. 
So I had to restart my TikTok. So if anybody's over here from TikTok, thank you for coming back. Uh, we might not get the people back on TikTok because I think they don't like it when you do that, when you go live and come back. We had like 200 people over there, but uh, the, for some reason, it was it was messing up the signal, so I had to restart my TikTok and um and cancel out the video that was uploading in the background. I was pushing my bandwidth to the limit. I had a video going in the background, uploading. I had TikTok live, and I had this plus you know the whole house is on the Wi-Fi with streaming services and whatnot. So uh, that's my fault. Uh, but guys, I'm excited to to be back. As JD was saying, I could hear everything while I was gone. Um, and, and JD said it. You know, we're going to be starting tomorrow now. When, when will that upload? That question, I don't know. This is our first time doing it. So I want to see, one, I want to see how far we can get um, in the allotted time that we have scheduled, uh, because that's going to tell us a lot just about how long this whole thing is going to take. Um, could we get through two chapters, three chapters, four? I don't see us getting past four. No matter what, I, I don't see us getting past four. Um, and then uh, I might wait a couple weeks or wait at least one week. So that way we could be uploading the weeks prior as we're doing the next week. So that way it's yeah. a constant schedule and i can also let you guys know like every whatever day wednesday at 8 a.m it's dropping you know i want to have a steady schedule for you guys for those that are going to be following along now we have in, in our mind this is for you but at the same time our goal is that end picture of what it's going to look like when we built it to where like i said we have a playlist for every book of the bible people can go in and do that it looks like tiktok has finally caught back up for us so let me go ahead and do the intro that uh, i normally say for them but as always, you guys can watch on TikTok. We are live on YouTube for the True Christian Ministry Podcast. If you want to be able to see what's on screen, see JD, my co-host, or just be able to participate in the chat, you got to come over to YouTube. Uh, but you can watch here on TikTok. That's not a problem. We have no problem with you watching. You just won't be able to participate fully. Now, tonight's episode, got a couple things I wanted to talk about, especially with JD. You know, when I'm going through my fun on you know, on Christian TikTok during the day, JD's asleep. He's in South Africa snoozing. He's comfortable, curled up, got his teddy bear. And I'm over here fighting uh, demon battling. And, you know, like I'm fighting a holy Jesus while JD sleeps in his pajamas. So I can't wait till he wakes up to talk to him about it. So we've already talked a little bit off air. But uh, I, I made a video today addressing so in case you guys aren't aware either so jd put us out there i don't know if you saw the first video that started all this there's a woman that's like a christian online she's not like a christian creator i don't think but she's christian and she has like five million followers her name is ruby and suddenly she's saying like i'm gonna delete my page and i don't know anything about her but people are hitting me up like mike have you seen it mike have you seen it so i, I check it out and she mentions that someone reached out to her apostle uh, Avelia or something and her husband, P Apostle Berthold. So I went to their pages and in their bio, she took her name, the Apostle Avelia lady, and put it in parentheses and then put the rest of Romans 1, a servant of God, right? So quoting Paul, but with her name. And then in the next one, she has Isaiah up. And it has her name saying at 17 years old, so-and-so was called by the Lord. And then it quotes, the spirit, of, uh, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. I have been anointed to set the captives free. And I'm sitting there reading it like, that's Jesus. Like, that's not even a guess on my part. Jesus quotes that in Nazareth and says, today, this verse has been fulfilled. So then I look at this Apostle Berthard's, uh, her husband's page. And his has Luke 4 or whatever Luke, Luke 2, I think it is, where it says um, he will go out and prepare a way for the Lord because the spirit of Elijah is on him with his name. The, these people are putting their name in this. And I'm like, yo, no, that's blasphemy. And then I, I mentioned 
if anybody says they're an apostle today, that's a big red flag. There are no modern day apostles. It's impossible. And there's no modern day prophets. And that one is the one that upsets people. Um, so I wanted to talk about it today with JD because in three minute videos, I don't think people are listening. And at the same time, it doesn't give me the ability to really communicate because I know what people want to say. They want to say, no, 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 I know it's real because God still speaks today. But yeah, wouldn't you agree, JD, that if there were modern day prophets today, that would be making it so God doesn't speak today. Because the fact that God speaks today is because we all have access to hear him. If he yeah. only select people he spoke through, then you're right. God's not speaking. He's only speaking through them. That's the point of the Old Testament. God didn't speak to the Israelites. He spoke through his prophets who then delivered the message. So yeah. you have the problem dealing with the fact that God speaks today. We understand that we have the Holy Spirit. We Jesus died to allow you to step to the throne of God. You, you don't need that prophet anymore. You have Jesus, the Almighty. Yeah. And, and, and so that was, I, I just want people to understand yeah. your emotions at the step. I know you, you feel like if someone's attacking something, I don't know. To say there's no yeah. modern day prophets takes nothing away from the Bible. And at the same time, if there is a modern day prophet, what do they profit? And you know, little play with words there. What profit it that there be a modern day prophet? What word does the, do they bring? Tell me one word a prophet has bring in the last five hundred years. I want to know. Okay, well, this is this is a good one because I see that there's someone in the chat. Rodney is really triggered by this by this conversation. Um, and guys. It, Open up the Bible for us, Mike, and go to 1 Corinthians chapter 13, if you don't mind. Um, and and I'm, I just want to walk you guys through this because I can see a lot of people are triggered by this. Again, it's important to ascertain why, why there are no apostles and prophets today. Um, again, today we have a closed canon of Scripture. We have a closed canon of Scripture. Um um, okay, you very, you very well might not be triggered, but at the end of the day, you are saying, how does this benefit? It is important to ascertain that, that the word we receive from God today is from the scriptures. We either stand completely on scripture or we don't stand on scripture. The moment we start seeking for God, God to speak to us outside of scripture through people, we are we are then insinuating that God is still moving in ways beyond which he has already promised he moves. And here's the problem with modern day prophets. Nine out of 10 times their prophecies contradict the word of God directly. This is why God gave us the mark. He gave us the mark as we've already we've already gone through in Deuteronomy 13. We've already gone through this. But yeah, just just want to read you a small passage in 1 Corinthians 13. And then I'm going to give it back to Mark. But yeah, we yeah. see what he says. I just wanted There's to add two seconds before you get into this passage. When he says, what, what does this do for the kingdom? We're warning young Christians who are falling for this. When someone sees prophet or apostle in front of their name, some people automatically believe I have to trust them. And I can't challenge them because do not touch God's anointed, right? People hide behind these ideas like I can't challenge them because I don't want to get in trouble for challenging a prophet. And they're a prophet. So the, what they say is going to be true. That's why it's beneficial to the kingdom to say, guys, you have everything you need, everything you need in the word of God. Not a single prophet exists that delivers to you a, a, a new revelation. Just giving a word like, hey, encouragement is not prophecy. 
Like that's the no. problem. Most of these prophets today are given generalized words. Church, the, I, I got a vision today. God said, hold on and stay strong. Right? That's not a prophecy. But go ahead, JD. Where do you want on this? What, yeah. what verse do you want? <laughs> Uh, just go to go to uh, verse from from verse, yeah, prophecy and tongues from. Uh, uh, okay, so yeah, just from verse eight. Okay, so yeah, we yeah we go from verse eight, uh, one Corinthians thirteen from verse eight. Here's what we read. He says, "Love never ends. As for prophecies, they will pass away. As for tongues, they will cease. As for knowledge, it will pass away." For we know in part, and we prophesy in part, but when the perfect comes, the partial will pass away. When I was a child, I spoke as a child. I thought as I thought like a child, and I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I gave up childish ways. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, then I shall know fully, even as I have been fully known. So now, this is so important. So now, faith, hope, and love abide. These three things, but the greatest of these is love. So what is the point of this verse? We, we see that which is perfect and, 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 and with, with the great scholars that you can rely on, Dr. Michael Heiser, um, you know, um, and there's a list, list of great scholars that when you come to this passage, who all agree when it comes to proper, proper hermeneutics and exegeting the text in its full context, we see that the closed canon of Scripture is what they are referring to. The closed canon of Scripture is that which is perfect. It is a perfectly preserved word of God, sealed and delivered to us. Now, for someone who grew up in these ministries, I had all sorts of things prophesied over my life, all sorts of things by these prophets. And not a single one of those prophecies came into fulfillment. Not even one. Not even one. Today, I've got, I deal with so many people that, that go and sit in a corner and they wonder why God is silent and why God's not speaking to them. Because five years ago, someone prophesied that they would be a millionaire and they would help the poor. This is, this is what this does. Nowhere does scripture indicate that any of us will get millions of millions of dollars to help the poor? That's not how it works. That's not how it works at all. In fact, we see the opposite from the canon. We see the opposite from scripture. The scripture says that when you come to Christ and you truly believe the gospel, you will be persecuted. You will suffer tribulations. You will go through difficulties and you will really get into the thick of what it means to being hated by the world for the names for Jesus name's sake. So again, if you are going to look for your knowledge and for your relationship with God, if this is dependent on what someone else says God says to you and you are ignoring the letter that we have that has been preserved by God, as the psalmist wrote, God will preserve his word even above his own name. So if, if you think, that God, after saying he would preserve his word, that he would give you absolutely every single instruction you need today in the body of Christ, and you are still going outside of that, where is your faith? This is the simple question I'm going to ask you. Where, who are you relying on? Who yeah. are you dependent on? That's the bottom line. Again, though, no one can answer this question for me. What does it profit for the kingdom? What are these prophets, that, that, what are they doing 
for the kingdom because a prophet had a purpose, right? And, and here's where they mess up, JD, is they fail to realize we're not saying that the gift of prophecy is gone. We're saying that the office of prophet. See, here's the truth. People don't want to understand what our identity is, is supposed to be. As we're going to read tonight in 1 Peter, you are a chosen bloodline or a chosen race, a royal priesthood. We are created in Christ as his royal priests. You have something greater than being a prophet. You're in Christ, which means you share in his uh, heir. You're, you're an heir alongside with Christ. You share in all things that belong to Christ. Like Paul says at the end of 1 Corinthians 3, whether it be this, whether it be that, whether it be this, the lands, the earth, it is all yours because it is all Christ's. So even with the people that think they're gaining authority, by claiming to be prophet, they're actually proving they don't even understand the role of being a Christian. We don't need a prophet because a prophet is lesser than what we are called to be. You are called to be ambassadors of the one true God, whom resides in you as a temple of God with access to the Holy Spirit, which, which is a plethora of gifts, including prophecy and everything else. So it's not that it's not that people are saying that these gifts don't exist. We're saying it's the office. So, and the problem is a lot of people like at the end of that chapter, when I was a child, I speak like children do, just like this Rodney gentleman is. He, he, we're sitting here talking about the scripture and we got people that come into the comment sections that go, well, that just sounds like your opinion. Uh, if you have a problem with it, take it to the word of God. We're going to keep moving on because this show isn't about uh, the conversations we have with you. But at the end of the day, like I said, guys, y'all don't got to believe me. Go ahead, follow false prophets. My job is just to warn you. You can't say to God, I didn't know. Yeah, that's it. Here's that's the, it. Truth. Second Timothy chapter 3, verse 16 says, All scripture is breathed by God and capable or and, and profitable for teaching, reproof, and correction, and capable of making the man of God complete and equipped for every good work. So that means. With the word of God, I can be complete, meaning there's nothing additional I need, and I can be equipped for every good work, meaning there's no good work I can't do. What does a prophet offer to add to that? And if all the prophet is doing is quoting scripture, which a lot of them do, I see it on TikTok. They basically will say, I got a word from the Lord, and then they quote scripture. That's not, yes, of course you got a word from the Lord, because it's his, it's his word, but you ain't get that mm. from God. Like directly, that was in his word. So again, I'm not going to argue. Just like what once they've always said, I'm not going to beg someone to trust God. At the same time, I'm not going to beg someone not to fall for false prophecies. You've yeah. been warned. You've been told. If you want to trust the random people that said, I had a dream, JD, JD, I had a vision. And it was like, it was like a dude sitting on the bench. And honestly, the, God is just telling me for you, you need to sit still for a little bit. Okay, JD? Yeah. Sit still yeah. for a little bit. I know things are going on in your life. And you guys on TikTok, someone watching this right now, you were depressed today. I know this is specific. And, and in that depression, you were just like, I don't know what I'm doing with life. You specifically, I've got a word for you. Trust Jesus. That's it. That's not prophecy. People, yeah. prophets batted at a thousand, first and foremost. Number two, prophets had sound doctrine. That's another one, JD. You know the other person they recommended? Someone in my video challenging people to show me prophets and apostles. Someone said, Apostle Geno Smith. Bro denies the Trinity. You want me to believe that this man is an apostle that saw the risen Christ and Christ didn't feel the need to correct his doctrine on who he is? Yeah, yeah, exactly. 
I mean, and, and here's the other thing, and, and this is this is what really gets me is people that defend profits, right? If I if I say to you guys now we've got we've got 85 people in the chat. If I say if I've told a lie, what does that make me? It makes me a liar. If I've murdered someone, if I've killed someone, what does it make me? It makes me a murderer. So if I've given a false prophecy, what does it make me? It makes me a false prophet. There are no, and yeah, we'll go, yeah, there's 85 prophets, yes, but he got five correct. Well, yes, here's a fact, guys. Even a blind squirrel can find a nut every once in a while. Even a broken clock is right twice a day. This doesn't make them prophets. If you get one wrong, you're out. One. That's I it. I want to read a little scripture real quick. I want everybody to hear this, whether you like me or not. Just let the word, you, you guys want a word from God? I got y'all. I got y'all with a word from God. It's on screen. Let's go down. Jeremiah 23. Let's listen to what the Lord has already said. Do I'm going to say it just like Jesus said it. Do you not know what God has said to you? All right, ready? Thus says the Lord of hosts, do not listen to the words of the prophets who prophesy to you, filling you with vain hopes. They speak visions of their own mind not from the mouth of the Lord. They say continually to those who despise the word of the Lord, it shall be well with you. And to everyone who stubbornly follows his own heart, they say, no disaster shall come upon you. So God is saying that these prophets back then would speak to people who were not following God properly and just give them encouragement. All is well. You're going to do fine. Just like these prophets today who hop on live streams or videos, this is also how I know it's not a prophet, uh, these prophets aren't real. Because a prophet wouldn't get on a on a thing that speaks to six billion and generally speak to everyone. Because as no. God said here, how dare you tell people who don't respect my word that all will be well with them? But you get on these live streams, like if you're watching this right now, the Lord got a message for you. Everything's okay. The dude watching it who's literally cheating on his wife and snorting cocaine was like, man, I was really stressed out this morning. But then, man, I got online and that, that word hit my heart. I'm good. Let's keep reading what the Lord has says. For who among them has stood in the counsel of the Lord to see and to hear his word? Or who has paid attention to his word and listened? Let me go down a little bit further because I got something I want you to hear from him. Verse 21, I did not send the prophets, yet they ran. I did not speak to them, yet they prophesied. But if they had stood in my counsel, then they would have proclaimed my words to my people. And they would have turned from their evil way and from the evil of their deeds. Am I a God at hand, declares the Lord, and not a God far away? Can a man hide himself in secret places so that I cannot see him, declares the Lord? Do I not fill heaven and earth, declares the Lord? I have heard what the prophets have said, who prophesied lies in my name, saying, I have dreamed. I have dreamed. How many of you have seen the videos on TikTok? I had a dream, y'all, where I went to hell, and y'all got to stop it. Then listen what he said. He don't stop. He don't stop at all. <laughs> How long shall there be lies in the heart of the prophets who prophesy lies and who prophesy the deceit of their own heart, who think to make my people forget my name by their dreams that they tell one another, even as their fathers forgot my name for Baal? And then this is my favorite part. Let the prophet who has a dream tell the dream, but let him who has my word speak my word faithfully. What has straw in common with wheat? He also says in here, I'm, I'm against the prophets, declares the Lord, who steal my words from one another. Just like I, I quoted the, 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 you can't use, if you have a word from the Lord and you quote the Bible, you're stealing words from another prophet as your own prophecies. God hates Amen. that. 
In fact, I think he says he hates that prophet. Let me read it one more last time. One more again. I am, a, oh, I'm sorry, not hate. He's against. I am against the prophets, declares the Lord, who steal my words from one another. I am against the prophets, declares the Lord, who use their tongues and declare, declares the Lord. Period. All right. Yeah. I mean, and, and that's 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 it. And I, we're not going to go too much longer on this because I think I think the point has been made. But again, if if anyone comes to you claiming to be a prophet and here's the number one thing you've got to look out for, if they're a prophet. Right. And here's my question, because let's just consider one of the prophets in the Bible. Let's just consider the prophet Jeremiah. OK, mm. let, let go to Jeremiah chapter 20. Go to Jeremiah chapter 20. And this is this is something I want you guys to just look at. Jeremiah chapter 20. And, and we and we see uh, we see something profound. Go to verse uh, nine. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. Look what Jeremiah says in verse nine. He says, if I say I will not mention him or speak any more in his name. There is in my heart, as it were, a burning fire shut up in my bones, and I am weary with holding it in, and I cannot. For I hear many whispering, terror on every side, denounce him, let us denounce him. So one of the, the marks of the prophets that we see in the Old Testament is uh, they were hated by everyone, not loved by everyone. Luke chapter 6 is, woe unto those who are well liked who are loved by many. These modern-day prophets are driving fancy cars, flying in Learjets, have buildings bigger than some countries have schools, and they claim that they are prophets of God, yet they are stealing, stealing from the poor, stealing from the poor. And I would advise you to go check out what Malachi says in Malachi chapter 4 as well about these prophets. So, again... Let's look at the whole word of God. Let's take everything in context. And again, yes, this, this does upset me when I see people fall for these prophets and we warn them, they're like, try and defend them. Why? Because they gave you a word that you're still banking on coming. Guess what? You, you're going to wait and you're going to keep waiting and keep waiting because it's just not going to come. It's just not going to happen because they are false, because God speaks through his son. We see this in Hebrews 1.1. In latter times, God spoke through the prophets to the fathers. But in these last days, he speaks through his son, Jesus Christ. That's it. Period. Amen. I'm done. And I want to quote Deuteronomy 18 real quick because it's important because there's a lot of people that get things wrong and people give them second chances. How may the people ask, uh, how may we know that the word that uh, know the word that the Lord has not spoken? And he says, when a prophet speaks in the name of the Lord, if the word does not come to pass or come true, that is a word from the Lord, uh, word that the Lord has not spoken. The prophet has spoken it presumptuously. You need not be afraid of them. You don't get second chances. You don't get second chances. And that's what we need to say. Now, I saw uh, a relentless 007 asked about prophecy. So this is the funny thing. When people think I'm speaking against prophecy. I have the gift of prophecy. It's actually one of my spiritual gifts. My pastor had to be the one to let me know about it. The gift of prophecy is not the title or the office of prophet. Let me say this one more time. People can prophesy. In fact, many of you who've watched live streams have watched me prophesy. Because pro first of all, here's something people don't realize. Prophecy is not future telling. 
That's not, yes, did prophets speak about the future? That's because they got a word from God and God is outside of time. So therefore God can tell them what is going to happen. But that's not prophesying. Prophesying is delivering the word of God directly from the spirit where the spirit places the word of God in you, which means many of us prophesy. Matter of fact, hey, Christians, have you ever quoted the word of God and not rec- and not even knew about it? You needed to say something in a moment and the Holy Spirit just moved you and you spoke the word of God and you didn't realize till later when someone was like, yo, you quoted Jeremiah 3 right at the right time. You're like, I quoted what? That's prophecy. You were speaking prophetically. The word of God was placed on your heart at the given time, at the time when needed. So yes, the spirit will be poured out in later days and people will prophesy. Not what you think prophecy is. They're not, exactly. you think everybody's going to be running around talking about tomorrow, train is coming, tomorrow, bus is coming. That's not prophecy. Prophets got the word from the Lord that just so happened to come to pass. Why? Because God gave them that. But today, we can be given prophetic word directly from the Bible. That's why, I, like I said, I have a gift of, of prophecy because I have been, my pastor is the one who recognizes that I have the ability that the word of God comes to me. And y'all, like I said, I don't boast about it. Like, hey guys, that was, you've seen it. If you've ever watched me uh, uh, street preaching where something comes over and I just change and I'm start speaking the word of God directly from the Bible as if I knew the word of God by heart, which I don't. I don't know all that word. There's a lot of words in there, right? And everybody has different gifts, but I just wanted to really beat that one home for y'all because again, prophecy doesn't make you a prophet. Yeah, amen. That's the that's I mean, important. Exactly. Um, I mean, and, and this is when people come to us and they're like, I, I, I think I'm going to lose my salvation. How do I know I'm not going to end up in hell? But I have believed the gospel. We point them to scriptures which speak about the eternal security that they have, about how, how faithful Christ will remain, how we will never leave, how we will never forsake. Even when we remain faith, when we fall in out of faith and we lose faith, he remains faithful. This is this is exactly what Mike is referring to. These are the this is we speaking the prophecy of the word of God over your life. That's what the word says. Now Kyrie asked, but it says that their old men will dream dreams and young men see visions. Also, dreams and visions are not prophecy. They can be, it can be prophecy, right? Because if God gives his word through the dreams and visions, yes. But you can have a dream or a vision that God just wants to give that person. Matter of fact, ready for this? Uh, if you go do the research, millions, I don't know if it's millions anymore, but at one point, millions of Muslims in the Middle East were coming to the Lord because they had dreams and visions of Jesus. Are you saying we have millions of Muslim pro- be, that becoming prophets? No, God uses visions. That's that's the thing. And here's the problem, though. His visions are not going to be sugary, sugar-coated, like, I, I think I had a vision, and I can't tell. No, like, those visions, they knew who that was. Without him saying his name, they knew who the man in white is. That's what they call him, the man in white. The yeah. dream was like, it's like, I somehow know that's Jesus. I don't know why I know that's Jesus. But And we're talking about people that aren't around Christianity. They're growing up in Muslim homes in the Middle East where we can't reach them. And God's like, I got them. I'll go to their dreams. Yes. Again, this is where... I think people need to be careful with. Prophet has had abilities to do many things in the Old Testament because God was using them. You have that ability to do many things because you have the Holy Spirit in you, right? So that's the thing. I'm I'm just telling you, we're talking about the office, not the gifts. The office, not the gifts. And we're going to dive into 1 Peter here. We've been talking for a while. So um, let's move on uh, uh, and and dive into the scriptures. Um, So... 
Uh, I wanted to touch on the end of the Sermon on the Mount uh, tonight also before going into First Peter, but I don't know how much time we have. What I wanted to do is I wanted to go back because there's there's something interesting uh, that I recognized that you see him doing. I'm trying to find where it's at. Right here. So. I think right here, where am I at? Beware false prophets, they come, da, 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 da. the golden rule. Yeah, so he gives us three different things of like this or that kind of situations. And we talked about how the Sermon on the Mount was the fulfillment or the parallel to Moses and what he did. But here's something really interesting. At the end of the sermon that Moses gives on, on the mountain, he says, for this commandment that I command you today is not too hard for you. Oh, actually, let me go down to verse 15. See, I have set before you today life and good, death and evil. If you obey the commandments of the Lord your God, then I command, uh, command you today by loving the Lord your God, by walking in his ways and by keeping his commandments and his statutes. But he places before them a choice, life and death, good and evil. And, and in, in Jeremiah 21, we see him doing the same thing as well. He says, thus says the Lord, behold, I set before you the way of life and the way of death. He, so we have a prophet that does good and evil, choose life or death. Moses saying it, and then we, when we look at Jesus saying, enter the narrow gate, for the gate is wide and the way is easy that leads to destruction. He's giving us the same choice. As we go down, he does it again with the two houses. Build your house on the rock. Build your house on the sand. He's making this clear description for you. And when I look closer at this narrow gate, let me open up the Greek here. Because I'm like, okay, what is Jesus saying? Let me show you something that I think is interesting. I'll be right back. All right, you go away. I love you, though. So whatever you wish that others will do to you, do also to them, for this is the law and the prophets. Enter by the narrow gate. So we have this word narrow gate, and then it says, for the gate is wide and the way is easy that leads to destruction, and those who enter by it are many. For the gate is narrow and the way is hard that leads to life. But this word hard is an interesting one. If we go over here to all the word ways that it's used, can y'all see that on the screen? That word for hard is teflamene. And it's used in the Bible in the New Testament 10 times, but it's mostly translated to afflict. Sorry, I'm trying to be able to read it here. Afflict, oppress, suffering, to crush him. So same word in 1 Thessalonians is used for the word suffer. Same word in Mark chapter 3 is used for crush. Same word used for hard here in Matthew 7. But then also it's used several times for afflicted. So when Jesus says that the narrow path is hard, he's not just saying hard. He's saying it will have persecution. It will have pain. It's not just hard like this isn't the easiest thing. The word being used in Greek is persecution, affliction, oppression. And then when you think about how he starts this, what's the very thing he starts on the, on the Sermon on the Mount? He starts by saying, ready? 
Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Comforted. And if we go down, the very last one of the Beatitudes, he says, blessed are, those who, uh, blessed are you when you are others revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely. Rejoice and be glad for your reward in heaven. Uh, you, your reward is great in heaven, for so they persecuted the prophets and uh, who were before you. And he says it before that, saying, blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. So he starts by saying those persecuted are the ones that will see the kingdom of heaven. And he ends by explaining to them that the, the path that comes to me is persecution. And, and this is something you obviously probably knew already, right? You're like, Mike, duh, we know that we're Christians. But it's important to emphasize that this isn't a maybe. It, it isn't a you might be. Paul tells us anyone who's preaching the gospel will be persecuted. And I, I love the fact that I would rather even say it that way, that the path is narrow and the way is through persecution, not just hard, not just hard, because hard, that's subjective. Persecution's not. Persecution is a fact. You, if you get persecuted, you get persecuted. Hard is, what's hard? And I just thought that was really interesting. Uh, that's why I wanted to come back to the Sermon on the Mount and just make sure that we, we see that the choice is being brought before by Jesus. He's letting us know. And these choices aren't, uh, uh, when he says, you know, the one path here and the one path here, it's not like non-belief versus belief. Because the truth is, there are no non-believers, right? They might call themselves atheists today in the last couple hundred years where they just popped up. Back then, there were none. They Everybody understood that there's some type of God. Everybody thought that, believed that, uh, uh, expected that. So Jesus is telling you, you must choose your allegiance. Narrow is this path. And, and a lot of people, sadly, in today's world, they want the easy path. And the sad thing is some Christians do that. You ever notice that in today's society, people preach the gospel as if there's no persecution? They're like, oh, your life is hard. You need Jesus. That's not the gospel. That's not how the gospel should be preached. Jesus doesn't offer comfort in this life. He doesn't offer escape in this life. JD, I don't know if you heard me while you were gone. Um, did you? I don't want to repeat it for no reason. Yeah, I heard most of it. You, so you heard about the word for hard? No. Okay, so you didn't hear anything, you liar. I'm just joking. Um, no, I was saying, this, uh, after we did our study, I looked into it. That word for hard, when he says the way is hard, that- Oh, yes, I did. Persecution, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it actually used for crushing, suffering, oppression, and affliction, right? So I wanted to point that out because a lot of people in today's modern New Age Christian church, they often treat this idea like the gospel is comforting in this life, but it's not. That's where we get this uh, uh, the prosperity gospel at. Oh, you're struggling in life. You're, you're, you're having a tough time. You need Jesus. Yeah, well, they need Jesus. That's accurate, but not because of that. That's not, that's not what they need Jesus for. Jesus is not your anxiety medication. He's not your pain medication. He's not your coping mechanism. He's not your safety blanket. He's God. But that's all I wanted to point out there before we actually start our Bible reading today. Amen. I just had to walk away and just just say a quick prayer again. Lord, just keep me walking in the spirit. Keep me walking in the spirit. Let us not be triggered <laughs> by anything that comes out. You was about to get fleshly up in her? Man, it's just, uh, I just don't understand why why people are so so inclined to defend people that, that are stealing from the poor. 
Um, that's yeah. that's my biggest thing. And and you know, nice. maybe Americans don't see it. Maybe Americans don't see it as much. But if you live in Africa, Africa is a is a country where the prosperity right. gospel, word, word of faith, and these prophets. Every second church on every second corner has got some so-called apostle or prophet in there. And they've all got the nicest suits and they have bodyguards and they roll in brand new Mercedes Benz and they roll up into, into these places where people can't even afford shoes or their daily bread and they claim their money and they tell them to sow a seed so that they can get a word from God. And nowhere, we don't see Isaiah walking in to you know, or Elijah, you know, you don't see Elijah walking up to the bald priest saying, right, there's a way out of this. If you sow your seed, if you sow your seed, I'm going to exit. Uh, yeah, I'm going to give you guys a word. No, it's, it's, it's God was direct. And this is the other thing. I know we're going to dive into this now, but I just want to end with this. There wasn't a single prophecy that failed. Not one of God's prophecies failed. Not a single one. Well, I want to add something to what you just said, though, because it is ironic that uh, I, I've shared before that one of my largest followings per city is Johannesburg, um, which might go down today because that video I made, a bunch of people commented because uh, I said, tag someone in the tag, your prophets or apostles in my comment section. I went full on Elijah. I'm not going to lie, J.D. I was like, bring them here, bring them here. Right. But um, a bunch of people didn't tag them because I don't think they have. uh you know, social media, they were naming them and it was Africa. It was a lot of, in Africa, we got apostle this, apostle that, apostle this, apostle that, apostle this, apostle that. And I'm just sitting there like, man, and I understand what's happening. Cause like you said, it's different there. People are in need and that's an easy, like, okay, you're a prophet, man. I need this from you. Like, please, yeah. they're doing everything yeah. that James and John warn of. They're just saying, yeah. what does, what does John say? If you have the world's goods and all you do is use your words, don't love in word. What does James yeah. say? You say, be well and go in peace. That's what a lot of these Kenneth Copelands do. They say, be well and go in peace and give me your money and God got you. Yeah. I, what? Yeah. I mean, and, and, and if you go, like I go to the hospitals and, 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 and preach the gospel there. And if you, if you, if, and this is sometimes why, like when I hear these, that I'm like, oh, maybe I must start filming it because and, and the reason I don't is, you know, my, 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 my stance on that. But like if if I would film it so that people could see how many people are lying there in illness and riddled with disease and they still holding out for some prophecy they received 23 years ago that they would be the first female president or that they were going to get a business given to them or that they were going to get a new car or a new house and God was going to give them a farm or whatever the case may be. And these people are still sitting there on their deathbeds holding out for this prophet, but they still haven't believed the gospel. They still haven't believed that Jesus Christ paid it all for them to live eternally. This is the sad thing. 90% of people will listen to the prophet, but ignore the one who, who sent prophets from the beginning of time. The lamb was slain from the beginning of time. Well, it's, it's honestly, we can throw the word prophet away for a second because people do this even if they're not called prophets. People are looking for this in today's society. Nobody wants to study the word of God. They want to find people to latch to and just be like, okay, this person will give me everything I need. And, and, I'm, and, I, and that's why people like ourselves are always telling people, hey, we just want people to grow with us. Go to the word of God. We never want to be your end all. But there are some people out there that want to be the end all for people. And they have people following them. And they're not going to the word of God. And it's like, man, 
for 1500 years like let me be very serious right here like this is a, this is something that hits me deep in my heart for 1500 years your brothers and sisters in christ would have died to touch the scriptures in fact there are people that die to protect the scriptures in the year 200 there's a story of that from a roman church where the deacons were captured by the roman emperor and they said where are the scriptures but they had the way they kept the scriptures safe is they had readers and only they had it and no one knew who the readers were and they died because they wouldn't tell him who the readers were the reason why we have the bible today is because people died for those scriptures and yet nowadays We've got Christians who have the entire canon and don't open it and, and don't open it. Yeah. And, and then when we do open it, it's just for what I need. What can get me through this breakup with my boyfriend or my girlfriend? What can help me with my stress today? And then, and then those same people will defend the prophet because the prophet gave you the word you needed in that day. God gave you his word and Christians died for 1500 years to protect it. And now we're spoiled as if like, oh, everybody's got a Bible in their house that collects dust. Yeah, yeah. Hey, side mm -hmm. note, because uh, I'm not about to interrupt the Spotify or, or, or the live stream. Uh, we're not here to debate Catholic stuff. So if you want to debate, you can find me on TikTok. You can go to my live stream when this is over and, and we can do all that, Robert. But uh, if you don't like Sola Scriptura, if you don't like the fact that we stand on Sola Scriptura, then go in peace and God be with you. So let's get into First Peter. If you're new here, we have Amen. a certain way we do things. Uh, as you see, we like to have two different Bibles on screen. Uh, two different Bibles on screen, ESV and KJV. Um, and, and in fact, this is how it's going to be when we do the Bible reading starting tomorrow. Uh, we're going to start doing, uh, uh, you know, like I said, from Genesis to Revelation. It's going to take a long time. J.D., JD messaged me like, we're about to spend two years together because I think I undersold it or I I overexpected it. I said a year. He said, "Man, I don't know about. I don't know. <laughs> you seen? We might need to talk a little more than once a week. We'll see, though. Like I said, we're gonna learn in the beginning, and um, and kind of get an idea of what it looks like, uh, 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 as far as how it's gonna take us to record it and whatnot. And then we will go ahead and 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 change our schedule depending on how we're gonna do it. But yes, we start recording it tomorrow, um, and we're gonna start uploading." as soon as possible. So yeah. we keep both up uh, on the screen, ESV and KJV. We also have the Greek uh, dictionary on the bottom, which is called a Greek lexicon. Uh, we have the Bible word study on the side. Eventually I'm gonna stop explaining this, but we always have new people watching. Now I wanted to read First Peter today before I had my whole prophet thing go on, but it is ironic because he does talk about some stuff in here that's really important for that. But I just, we don't really read First Peter a lot, especially on this podcast. We don't quote it a lot. Um, and I think it'll be a great, great uh, uh, episode. So we're going to dive into it. Simple as that. JD, you already prayed for us. I was listening, even though. Uh, yeah, you know, I saw you there. <clears throat> praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So go ahead. I'll let you start. I've been talking. My, my I've been flapping my gums. So I'll let you go ahead and start. <laughs> man, oh, man. And it just, just a side note, like it takes Mike and I four hours to get through two chapters of Matthew. And he, <laughs> he thinks we're going to be done in a year. Uh, I love it. I love the optimism, but yeah, especially Genesis is going to, it's going to be, it's going to be a lot of meat, but let's get into it. Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ to the strangers scattered through Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia. Elect according to the foreknowledge of God, um, the father 
through sanctification of the Spirit unto obedience and sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ, grace unto you and peace be multiplied. Just, just a quick one for all of those that have been tricked by the modalist view. Look there. Here is a perfect example of a theophany. Um, and, and this is what, you know, I point out for those of you who have, who have been on Discord and seen um, the study of the gospel precisely. Here we go. This is what we call in scripture. We call a theophany or a theophany, depending on how you want to pronounce it. But there he says it. Elect according to the foreknowledge of God the Father through the sanctification of the Holy Spirit unto the obedience and the sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ. All three named in his welcome in his welcome blessed be god and the father of our lord jesus christ there we go both mentioned again which according to his abundant mercy hath begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of jesus christ from the dead there we see peter opening up what what we what we have to believe you have to believe that jesus christ paid the price that his blood was sprinkled and that he he is the only reason we have eternal life so real quick i wanted to see something um it was verse two so in my manuscripts it has according to the foreknowledge it doesn't have elect here it has elect in the prior verse but i noticed in the kjv here um so in the, e, in the ESV, it has to those who are elect exiles, KJV has strangers scattered. However, they put the elect in uh, verse two. So I really just want to quickly open up the KJV and I want to take a look at what their manuscripts have just to see if this is a manuscript or a translation difference. Um, so let's go ahead and. Yeah, that was always. Anyway, this is 100% what the Bible reading is going to look like because with me and JD not having a live audience, I'm going to be like, oh, bro, wait a minute, let's look deep on this. Like I said, yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. You're talking about one year. Come yeah, on. Genesis. <laughs> oh, you thought I meant finish the Bible? No, we'll finish Genesis in one year. <laughs> yeah, we're going to read Genesis in one year. That's what we said. <laughs> we'll get to the end of the Bible when, when, when we die. We're going to pass away and leave this behind for our kids. Oh, man, I just thought about that. Our kids are going to be able to, our grandkids are going to be able to read the Bible with us. That's amazing. I'm sorry, guys. I had a surreal moment. By doing this, uh, this is a little selfish moment, I guess. I'm My grandkids will be able to sit down with Grandpa Mike and read the Bible with me. That's cool. Amen. Okay, that's what that's I was doing. Cool. So uh, Strangers is Diasporus, and in the ESV, uh, Diasporus is yeah, dispersion. Interesting that the KJV decided to go that way, but let's see verse verse two. Um, elect, elect, uh, eclectios. Okay, so these are different manuscripts then. So, oh no, it's the uh, eclectios, that's verse one. So the eclectios part is in different spots in the manuscripts. So interesting thing there, um, just throwing it out there. Obviously the message is the same. And this is why we love to have the ESV and the KJV up. Because there's people out there that will try and tell you that, oh, these are nefarious changes. They're trying to hide things from you. No, the thing is that scribes weren't perfect. And some scribes might have had a word here instead of here. And the differences are there, but they're not differences that change the content. All they do is maybe change the way that you're reading it. Message is the same. 
That's why we wanted. That's why I want to put these on screen because, in my opinion, the ESV is probably the most popular of English, uh, like modern translations with the NASB as far as like deep study, and obviously the KJV is the popular of the last hundred couple hundred years as the as the as that study Bible. And you see that yes, there's differences, but it's not that much. People will try and say, well, it tries to take away the divinity of. Uh, I think someone once told me the ESV takes away the divinity of Jesus. No, it. In Second Peter, it literally says Jesus is God, like literally says our God and Savior Jesus. Um, but we're yeah. not at Second Peter yet. But I, I, I know people are asking, Mike, there's that elect. What about the elect? And here's what I want to say about it. Take it out of context all you want. The elect is in Scripture. We can't run away from it. We can't get away from it. I know people get scared of it. Like, mm, what is that word? And the reason why it makes us scared is because we think it, it takes away our control. But we know God's not a liar. And we see the scriptures like we read earlier. I've placed before you life and death. Choose. If you didn't have a choice, God wouldn't lie to you. God's not the author of confusion. However, he also wouldn't lie about you being elect. So I like to say both can be true without us having to go fighting everybody about it because we're trying to comprehend this with our human minds. I want to open up the definition of elect just so you can see exactly how it's defined in the Greek. Chosen out, selected, sometimes as substantive of those chosen out by God for the rendering of special services to him of the Hebrew race, particularly the Hebrews, the Messiah, and the Christians. Um, and then it points to um, a different version of the word, which also says choosing out, selecting, choice, uh, equivalent to, and that's the word prior. So just wanted to throw it out there. So it's 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 that God did choose us. Now, at what detail? Does that mean he chose me individually, like Mike will be saved? Does it mean he chose us as the Christians will be saved, right? So we don't know the level of his election. We don't know how that works with our free will, but I'm not going to be one of those people that runs from the truth of scripture because I can't comprehend it. And that's what a lot of people do. If we can't comprehend it, we run in a direction, we choose which direction to run in, and we run that way. And when we do that, sometimes we run so far that we kind of abandon truth. We either run all the way to no free will, or we run all the way to no sovereignty. And the middle is where we belong. God is sovereign. He has elect people because of his foreknowledge. I mean, he knows all. And yeah. we have a so let's swallow that. Let's just let's go ahead and swallow that and deal with it. Verse four. And a side note also, you know, predestination and elect is 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 a, is a debate and a discussion that's that's lasted about as long as Christianity. So again, do not get tripped up in it. Do not get tripped up in it because it is it is at the end of the day a secondary issue. It is not a salvific issue. People go, oh, but and and this is what we see with with like hyper Calvinism. You know, where they like kind of get like this attitude of, well, I'm chosen. I don't care. They don't even bother evangelizing. They don't share the gospel because they were chosen. You know, they're kind of above the rest. Um, and, and this is where I say it's it's your view of, of predestination and election. Um, again, keep keep neutral. Listen to multiple views and consider everybody's opinion when it comes to what this verse and what this what what it means to be elect or predestined and then go back to the scriptures and let the holy spirit guide you but don't get puffed up with yeah um, and that's that's my only warning don't get puffed up with the election and predestination where yeah. you kind of yield it as a weapon like i'm not even going to worry about those who are perishing because they weren't chosen that's not what it's saying at all we are to preach the gospel to 
as many people as we can preach the gospel to. Like, don't don't get tripped up by it. Amen. So it uh, I let me, let me end of that verse because it just makes sense to roll into it. Uh, to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you, who by God's power are being guarded through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. Man, every time you and I go live, JD, we I see I I see once saved, always saved in the scriptures. Because every listen time. what you said. I need to read this whole all together. Blessed be God and Father, the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again. And remember, John 1 says that we are born again, not by the will of flesh, not by our blood, not by the will of the mind, but by God. In John chapter 3, when Nicodemus says, how does this work? He said, the wind blows and you don't understand it, so is it with the Spirit. He causes us to be born again to a living hope through the Lord, the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you. Who, who is me, kept for you, and then who, so this is how reading works, by God's power are being guarded through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. And this goes hand in hand with what Philippians 1 says. Philippians 1 says, uh, I had a brain fart for a second. Uh, um, he who began a mighty good work in you will bring it to completion. Your salvation yeah. is being guarded. Amen. I'm going to let you uh, uh, read the next verse. I'll go say goodnight to my wife. Amen, brother. Amen. Your wife said goodnight. She loves you. Oh, she oh, that's where it is. She's <laughs> So I was about to go say goodnight to her. Uh, I'm still going to come say goodnight to you. I love you, baby. <laughs> Here we go. Um, who are kept by his power through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time, wherein he greatly rejoice. Though, though now, for a season, if need be, ye are in heaviness through manifold temptations. There we go. Same thing Paul speaks about to us in, in Romans chapter 7 about the war between the flesh and the spirit, that the trial, <clears throat> sorry, that the trial of your faith being much more precious than that of gold that perisheth, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and glory. So again, exactly what Mark just said as well. There we see the eternal promise, the eternal security. It is it is in scripture. It is abundantly clear. Cannot run away from it. Cannot run away from it. So I wanted to, uh, I heard you as I was running back. So he talks about, uh, though it may be tested by fire, though it is tested by fire. Remember 1 Corinthians chapter 3. Yeah. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, let's go to it real quick as I'm sitting here trying to pretend that I'm not breathing hard because I just sprinted. I mean, I was... <laughs> <laughs> I beat the delay up there. I got it there before I left camera. That was the goal. So, yeah, we've got 95 people here tonight. That's awesome, man. Lots hey, of questions. Guys, appreciate you all being here. So a lot of people always see this and they're like, what is this, right? Well, what do we see? Now, if anyone builds on the foundation, which is Jesus, with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, or straw, 
Each one's work will become manifest for the day will disclose it because it will be revealed by fire and the fire will test what sort of works each one has done. And, and I know you've heard us say this before. We say scripture will interpret scripture. Well, watch how we do this. This is called affirming each other or confirmation. So Peter is teaching us uh, where were we at in this you rejoice Though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been grieved by various trials so that the tested genuineness of your faith, more precious than gold that perishes through, though it is tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory. And Paul says the same thing when he says we rejoice in suffering, knowing it produces endurance. Likewise here, it talks about your foundation, which is Christ. What do you build on top of that? As Christians, people always say, well, I, I meet Christians all the time that aren't the same. They believe different things. Like, how do we know who's saved? Do you believe in the gospel? If they build on top of the foundation of Christ with bad doctrine, it'll get tested in the fire. If they build on top of the foundation of Christ with laziness and they don't want to do things to serve the kingdom, it'll be tested by fire. But the foundation, which is in Christ, is forever. Read what it says. If the work that anyone has built on the foundation survives, he will receive a reward. We read this in Corinthians, the throne judgment uh, before Jesus as Christians, where we will earn whatever, you know, how does he word it? He says, uh, your your uh, uh, your work, uh, brain fart again. I'm not doing well. See, we was talking about prophesying and Lord was like, no, I'm not going to let you have the word of God tonight. So now I can't even remember the exact way it says it, but each one will earn his due, his due wage for what he has done, where Jesus will collect recompense. And then it says, if anyone's work is burned up, he will suffer loss, though he himself will be saved, but only as through fire. So when people ask me, Mike, I'm going through some things in my life and, and, the, and, and the Lord's not answering me. I'm praying he's not answering me. We often like to think that, you know, this is the devil doing it. Sometimes God's punishing you for things you've done. This is why Hebrews says he disciplines his children. He chastises those he loves. He will test you through the fire because he knows that you'll get through it stronger. And we have to understand that. Yeah. That's what Corinthians 3 is pointing at. That's what Peter is pointing at. Sometimes the things in your life are not just God closing that door because you're this perfect, holy, righteous child. No, nah, sometimes you mess up. Sometimes yeah. your, your dad up in the sky, your father, he got to handle you. We just like our own children. Sometimes we're stubborn. Sometimes we don't listen. Sometimes we need to be uh, taught a lesson. Amen. And again, with that, the flip side of that coin is, is, is some people think everything is the devil. They get sick. Oh, it's the devil. You know, uh, <laughs> everything is the devil. Everything that goes wrong is the devil. It's like we, we've got to stop giving the devil all this power. He, like he doesn't have, he's not, he's not omniscient. He's not omnipotent. He can't be in your heads. He can't be everywhere all at once. Not everything is the devil. So if, if you are going through a season, you know, you've got to look like what, what sin have I been living in? And ultimately, if you search your heart, you will you will come to terms with it. You will. Amen. Every time. Verse, uh, you start at the end of verse 7? Yeah. Though you have not seen him, you love him. I'm stopping there on purpose. I just want that to sit on you. Though you have not seen him, you love him. Ladies and gentlemen, that's for each and every one of you. Amen. Let me tell you this right now. That makes Jesus smile. I won't ever try and speak for God or anything, right? So if I'm telling you something, it's because I got some biblical things behind me. 
And I'm going to tell you this right now. I'm going to tell you right now. That's what he feels about you because he loves the fact that you believe without seeing. What did he say to Thomas? He said, you believe because you have seen. Blessed are those who will believe and have not seen. You, you didn't need this demand of evidence like Thomas did. And I'm not, I'm not knocking Thomas, but that's what Thomas was saying. No, unless I put my fingers up in his hands and his sock. Blessed are those who see who have not seen but believe. Though you have Amen. not seen him, you love him. Though you do not now see him, you believe in him and rejoice with joy that is inexpressible and filled with glory. Obtaining the outcome of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Concerning this salvation, the prophets who prophesied about the grace that was to be yours search and inquired carefully. Inquiring what uh, what person or time the spirit of Christ in them was indicating when he predicted uh, predict, yeah, predicted the sufferings of Christ and the subsequent glories. And this is obviously talking about all the prophecies uh, about the coming Christ. Mm. It was revealed to them that they were serving not themselves, but you in the things that have now been announced to you. Though, though through those who preach the good news to you by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven, things into which angels long to look. Mm. Therefore, preparing your minds for action and being sober-minded, set your hopes fully on the grace that will be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. And let me stop there for sober-minded because I know a lot of people want to know. Like, yeah. Amen. Yeah. A lot of people have this question about, can I do this? And can I do this? You're called to have a sober mind. That means with everything you do. That means it's not just about, oh, so I can't drink. You should not want to do anything that takes your mind to another place that alters your mind. Yeah. You want to be able to stay focused on what the Lord has for you with everything that goes on in your life. You want to be able to be vigilant and prepared. Yeah. And this goes hand in hand with what Paul says to us in Corinthians and in Romans. In Romans chapter 12, he says to us, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. In Corinthians, he says to us to take every single thought captive and make it obedient to the will of Christ. Uh, and again, he has the same thing. This sober-minded, if Mike goes over to the Greek, you will see that this is about having your thoughts, having your thoughts trained on God's word. It's not necessarily don't have a beer or have a glass of wine. This is not what he's talking about. He's talking about your thoughts being on the scriptures, your thoughts being on what is Christ's will, what is God's plan. This is, this is how God has spoken. This is how we deliver it. So again, the sober-minded that, that Peter is referring to here is having the Christ-like mind. What is what is what does Paul say to us? Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. So that's what we keep going back to. Being sober-minded, having a Christ-like mindset. I cannot find it for some reason. My eyes ain't working. Yeah. Where's it at exactly? Uh, that's why you said it so yeah. i want to see it nefantes nefantes is that what that is nefantes vigilant ah look at that calm vigilant that 
See, I said vigilant without knowing that that's what it meant, but there you go. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Well, go ahead, King James. What are we on? Verse 14. Yeah, there we go. As obedient children, not fashioning yourselves according to the former lusts in your ignorance. I love that. Because what? Former ignorance. Before we came to the knowledge of the truth in Jesus Christ, we were ignorant of the knowledge of the truth. Notice that he says there, he doesn't say that you didn't know. He says you were ignorant of it. But as he which hath called you is holy, so be ye also holy in all manner of conversation. Because it is written, be ye holy, for I am holy. I mean, just in those two verses, there's so much to unpack. Is it even possible for us to live the way Jesus Christ lived? Is it even possible for us to amount to anything that is God the Father? No. But again, we, I mean, I love the way Mark breaks this down. This is the standard. The standard has been set. God's not going to lower his standard to meet our expectations. That's that's the bar. The bar is high. That's what we aim for. And then he goes on in verse 17 to say, And if you call on the Father, who without respect of persons judgeth according to every man's work past the time of your sojourning here in fear so what do we what do we do we see in proverbs he says the beginning of wisdom is the fear of the lord and here again philippians work out your salvation with fear and with trembling same thing peter is is reiterating here while we live in the flesh while we are doing all these things in the flesh we are to be mindful of that reverence for God in everything that we do. And this is why our conversation, you'll notice Peter the Apostle, Peter the Apostle, Paul, and Christ Jesus himself warns against what comes out of our mouths. In Matthew 10, I think it is where Jesus said that you will give account for each and every single word which you have spoken. So again, be mindful of the words you speak. For as much as you know that ye were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers. I mean, and you've just touched on that again in 1 Corinthians chapter 3. So let's let's just be mindful. But and, with and the I, precious blood, yeah, I mean, oof, so good. I just want to go back because verse 14, I love the fact that, again, Peter and Paul, they, they say the same things. I quote it all the time, 2 Timothy chapter 2. Uh, chapter 20 through 26, which is the one I quote, because uh, it's the one that I, I believe is my life passage. It's what I go to. And the first thing he says is flee youthful passions. And as we see in the ESV, it says, as obedient children, do not be conformed to the passions of your former ignorance. Our former ignorance, our youthful passions, what are these things? I can tell you right now, for me, it's going out and partying, right? That's a youthful passion that I had. And what is that when you dig deeper? It's pride. I want people to see me and be like, yo, look at him. He fly. Look at what he's wearing. Look at the car he pulled up in. It, it, it's a need for gratification of the flesh to drink and, and be around other people and, and, and promiscuous, uh, promis yeah, whatever that word is. Um, I also had a problem with, obviously, uh, uh, anger, fighting. I mean, there's different things, right? So I try to stay away from those things. And we tell you all the time, it's not that you have to do these things to be saved. That's not what we're saying. But if you have the Holy Spirit in you, if you are walking with the Lord, John says, if anyone says that I love God but hates his brother, he is a liar. 
So when we tell you to do these things, when Peter's talking to these people, it's just like what it said prior. It's saying that your faith is being tested when you have these things around you that want you to be partaking in it. Yeah. Push through it. Focus on the Lord. Because he says, but as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct. In the ESV, it uses conduct. I noticed that the KJV said in all manner of conversations. Um, I like I like the ESV on this one. I'd have to look at that. Let me see what that word is right there. Anastrophe. I've seen that before. Dealing with other men going up and down. Is that the same word? Yeah, it is. Oh, life, manner of life. Hmm. So I guess conduct would be the proper thing there. I wonder what the King James has for conversation. Same word. So it is the same word in the King James and in the um, ESV. They just chose to go with conduct versus conversation. But I, I like the idea of conduct because it goes beyond conversation, how I'm acting, how I'm treating people, how I'm loving, how, how, how I allow myself to act. And this is how we speak to people. And this is why it gets me so upset that Christians get online and these kind of verses disappear. Like we get online and act different. We get online and we comment like the world. We we troll like the world. We treat each other like the world. We 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 act like worldly people because we're hiding behind a screen yeah. because no one knows who I really am. No one can judge me. But it's like you almost forgot that God can see everything and God yeah. knows things. If you think that like, TikTok and Twitter and Facebook are off limits to God's judgment. Like, oh, God's bigger than that. God's not judging people based on Facebook. Why not? Why not? Is it not your conduct? Is that not the digital world that we exist in nowadays? Is that is that not the digital town square? You can't go if you're if you're representing Christ anywhere, then you're you could be viewed as your actions there. And we are called to be a light in this world. We are called to show that and be holy as he is holy. Amen. Knowing that you were ransomed. Remember that. Amen. But with the precious blood of Christ, like that of a lamb without blemish or spot, he was foreknown before the foundation of the world, but was made manifest in the last times for the sake of you. So his sacrifice was already planned before the foundation of the world. He was foreknown before uh, the foundation of the world, but was made manifest in the last times for the sake of you, who through him are believers in God. Through him, you are believers in God. Why? Because he is the image of the invisible God. He is the revelation of God. Nobody would know the Father if not for Jesus, because Jesus is the revelation of God throughout the entire Bible. As John says in John chapter one, nobody has seen God. Amen. Are believers in God who raised him from the dead and gave him glory so that your faith and hope are in God, having purified your souls by your obedience to the truth for a sincere brotherly love, love one another earnestly from a pure heart, having purified your souls by your obedience to the truth for a sincere brotherly love, love one another earnestly from a pure heart. And it, again, sounds just like Paul in 2 Timothy when he says, cleanse yourself. Paul uses the word cleanse. He's using the word purify. But in both situations, what are they telling you to do? Flee your youthful passions and pursue righteousness, love, and peace, along with others of a, of a like heart. That is how we cleanse ourselves. And I don't know about you guys, but I don't want to stand before God 
and, and be a useless Christian. Yeah, I'm saved. Cool. I don't want to disappoint my father in heaven. That's what kills me. Like, is that is the salvation the end for y'all? Because I want to I want to I want to put a smile on the big man's face. Now, I don't know if that's possible, <laughs> but because, I mean, my works are nothing but filthy rags. But my goal Amen. is I want to serve him. I want to serve him. I want to put a smile on his face, not to be saved. I want to know that my God looked at me and said, okay, Mike, good job today. <laughs> Amen, brother. Since you have been, oh, go ahead. you got something to say? No, no, no. Just amening. <laughs> Since you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable. Again, once saved, always saved, all day long. You've been born again, not of perishable seed, because that person dies. This person I came from perishable seed originally, right? Because our fathers had a seed in them. That's perishable. We we born, die. But we've been born of a non-perishable seed. It will not perish. Through the living and abiding word of God, for all flesh is like grass and all its glory like the flower of the grass. The grass withers and the flower falls, but the word of the Lord remains forever. And this word is the good news that is pre that was preached to you. Remember, good news is gospel. And that's the end of the chapter. I'm going to let JD uh, jump in. Chapter two. Chapter two. Absolutely power, man. I mean, and just that, that brotherly love, brotherly love. That's, that's something that's so far missing on TikTok between Christian brothers. Like it's all about, I'm right, you're wrong. Like, Really, it's disheartening to see how many brothers go at each other's throats over things, semantics, over oh. semantics. And like, honestly, you you said it like this, Mike. Does that like, honestly, really? Like, I said it like that. So what? Say it like this. It doesn't really matter. It comes down to the same conclusion, doesn't it? Like, why are we fighting? Anyway, I digress. Wherefore, laying aside all malice, <laughs> as I've just said, and all guile, and hypocrisies and envies and evil speakings and all evil speakings as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that ye may grow thereby. If so be ye. Amen. 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 If so be ye have tasted that the Lord is gracious. I mean, Second Peter one through three. I mean, that's that's something we could just chew on for a, a while, you know, especially when it comes to new Christians and like, but what about tongues? What about this? What about that? Listen to this laying aside, first of all, all malice and all guile, all hypocrisy, and all envies and all evil speakings. So before you get into all of these other things, this is what you have to lay aside. And then as newborn babes. Desire the sincere milk of the word that ye may grow thereby. By the word. Notice what he doesn't say. Doesn't say as newborn babes desire to speak in tongues and prophesy. No. By the word that ye may grow thereby. Mm. And then or to him coming as unto a living stone disallowed indeed of men, but chosen of God and precious and Precious, ye also as lively stones are built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. Again, we see the Father and the Son 
Wherefore also it is contained in the scripture, Behold, I lay in Zion, in, in Zion a chief cornerstone, elect, precious, and that he that believeth on him shall not be confounded. I mean, that's something you're going to have to go over the ESV again, just, just for the English sake. But, okay. I have no problem doing that. I actually wanted to point out something interesting here. That um, Remember, Peter is uh, uh, known as the Pope, to, the first Pope to the Catholics. And they often go to the scripture where it says, uh, you know, you are Peter, which means, you know, rock. And upon wow. this rock, I build my church. But it's funny because as we see here, Peter calls Jesus the stone because he is the rock, which the church is founded on. And then he calls, right. all, calls all of us to be like stones, which kind of reminds me of the fact that he understood what Jesus was saying. That Peter's not the stone, but he's to be a stone like him because we're to be like Christ. So he says, you yourselves, like living living stones, are being built up as a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifice acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. What is our spiritual sacrifice? Romans 12, where it says, I urge you uh, to give your bodies as a living sacrifice for this is your true spiritual worship. And then he's, we're a royal priesthood. Right. There is no above each other, below each other. Jesus actually says, I'm, I will get rid of that. There's no uh, teachers, rabbis, none of that. It's you are brothers and sisters in this. We are friends in this. And, and to those people that think that Peter was the rock, so that makes him the chief apostle. He is a fellow elder, as he declares in his own letters. And even here, he refers to all of us as stones. I would love to see the Greek word being used for stone. It would crack me up. If that word is like uh, <laughs> Petra or something, let me see. <laughs> okay, so it uses lithoi. Oh man, I was really, I was really hoping. I had fingers crossed on that because that would have been hilarious for me. Why is it not uh, giving me the Greek on that? It's fighting with me on this one. Maybe it doesn't want to show it to me right now. Oh, it's over here, stone. <laughs> so this th same word for stone, he uh, Jesus uses in Matthew 21 saying, have you never read in the scriptures the stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone? That same word that Paul Peter used for us to say we are little uh, stones is the same word Jesus used to refer to himself. So, boom. Get some. That's the apologist in my mind, guys. I'm always analyzing the scriptures apologetically. So I'm like, hmm, interesting. I can use this for uh, 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 future um, moments where I need to. But, uh, okay, I'll read it in the ESV here. As you come to him, a living stone rejected by men, but in the sight of God chosen and precious, you yourselves, like living stones, are being built up as a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ, for it stands in scripture, behold, I am laying in Zion a stone, a cornerstone, chosen and precious, and whoever believes in him will not be put to shame. So the honor is for who you who believe, but for those who do not believe, the stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone, and a stone of stumbling, and a rock of offense. They stumble because they disobey the word as they were destined to do. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession 
that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Called you out of darkness. This is this is one of those areas where people that don't like Calvinism, they don't like these kind of passages. When you learn that, like we said earlier, where we're willing to accept things that we can't explain, this is beautiful to me. See, I know someone's going to be scared of this. Like, wait a minute, that he called out of darkness. Yes, yes, he did call us out of darkness. Like whether we want to understand how that works, who chose who first? He chose us first. The Bible says that. Well, he chose all of us, sure, but he called me out of darkness. That's a fact for his own possession. And this goes hand in hand with what I said earlier. I made a video earlier, JD, and I was showing items and I said, you know, what if I bought these glasses and I never used them? What if I bought this water and I never drank it? You don't pay for things and own them to not use them. Likewise, in no. Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 6, it says that you were bought for a price, and that's his blood. And here it says that you are a people for his own possession. And then what does it say right after it? That you may proclaim the excellencies of him. Period. Stop there. The next part isn't it's just saying who he is. But why were you why were you saved? To proclaim the excellencies of him. Ephesians 1 says that you will you get your inheritance to his glory. In Isaiah 43 and 44, it talks about you were made for his glory. It is all about his glory, even your salvation. And when we go to see these man-centered gospels, these prosperity gospels, these progressive gospels, that's all about God wanting you to have all this and you to be this and you. It's all about you. God just comes to you bowing down like, please let me save you. No, you were saved to proclaim his excellencies. Amen. Amen. And the church said, I need an amen soundbite. I need an amen, like a Vody Bakum amen, too. Like one of his deep ones, like amen. Absolutely. This next part, though, once you are not a people, but now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Stop right there and think about what that means in your life. Because when we speak to these people who are unsaved, when we speak to these people that are lost, when we speak to the non-believer who disobeys God, who is uh, just gets on your nerves and the things they say about God, hey guys, once you were them, you can you might as well say it that way. You can literally take this verse and read it the same way. I want you all to imagine the atheist who gets on your nerves right now. You all have one personally online somewhere. Once you were him or her. Uh, maybe that was <laughs> when you were four years old, for all I know. But no matter what, you can't be a Christian from the moment you first are born. It just doesn't work that way. Unless we talk about the born again part. You had to have a moment where, you, and if, if you're on here saying, well, no, I've been a Christian my whole life, then stay afterwards. We need to talk. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, we're going to pray for you. <laughs> you need you prayer. You received mercy, but now you have. And just like James says, that the one who doesn't give mercy but wants mercy, like that's not what we should be doing. And sometimes we, as Christians, have this way of looking down upon the world. I see it online, talking about these heathens, these these heathens that are gonna, uh, you know, be burned, and we're gonna laugh at. No, you were that. That was yeah. you. That should Amen. torment you. That that they're just just keep just rejecting the cornerstone, rejecting who he is. 
Yeah, amen. And what does Paul say? There is no more Jew, no more Greek, no more slave, no more free, no more male, no more female. We're all one. We're all one in the body of Christ. Romans 1.16 again and again. I'm not ashamed of the gospel, baby. And then he continues by saying, beloved, I urge you. So he just got done saying, you used to be that. I urge you as sojourners and exiles to abstain from the passions of the flesh, which wage war against your soul. He doesn't say which have the capability to do so. He's saying which are. They wage war against your soul. So if you wonder if that's normal as a Christian to feel like a, a war is being waged in your flesh. Yes, it is. Someone asked me, JD, in the comments the other day, what do you call a person that he said something like fails every day, something like that, thinking I was going to tell him backslide, double-minded, lukewarm. I said, a Christian? What do you call a person that's in every single day and doesn't feel like they're ever enough for Jesus? That's a Christian. People want you to <laughs> okay. I'm ear honing a jet tonight. <laughs> you actually have access to that. I'm scared to show you how to do it, though. Because then oh. it's open from that point on. Now, now you're going to go. Fine. I'll find it. If y'all start hearing <laughs> rare, rare sounds, that's just JD found the button. Um, <laughs> keep your conduct among the Gentiles honorable so that when they speak against you as evildoers, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day of visitation. If you give them no ability, to speak negative about you, no ability to speak evil about you. All they can do is mock you for being a Christian. And if they do that and your deeds are good, then this glorifies God, period. But a lot of people think that it's persecution because you're getting treated uh, poorly because of the fact that you're a jerk. No, no, no. If you're a jerk, you're being treated poorly because you're a jerk. You're not being persecuted for his name. I think people forget this when, when we read it. Blessed are those who are persecuted in my name, not for your own needs. And Peter talks about this in a little bit about suffering for our own sins. Yeah. Go ahead, J.D. You can start at verse 13. Let's do it. <clears throat> Submit yourselves to every ordinance of man for the Lord's sake, whether it be... Go ahead, Jenny. You read all the way through the verse. Thanks, bro. Thanks, man. I love you. <laughs> Submit yourself to every ordinance of man for the Lord's sake, whether it be to the king as supreme or unto governors as unto them that are sent by him, or for the punishment of evildoers and for the praise of them that do well. For so is the will of God. That with well-doing ye may put to silence the ignorance of foolish men as free. Uh, this, this mark is scrolling. <laughs> as free and not using your liberty uh, for a cloak of maliciousness, but as the servants of God. I mean, this is this is just the, just those three verses. We see the same thing that Paul 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 elaborates on. Amen. 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 Stop it. I had, a, I had an air horn that wanted to stop you there. Listen, can I read that in the ESV real quick? Yeah. For this is the will of God, 
that by doing good, you should put to silence the ignorance of foolish people. Stop right there. Stop right there. We just talked about how you act online. We come across foolish people. And you know what I mean? And what is a foolish person? What does the Bible say? Only uh, the person who says there is no God is what? Is a fool, right? So the person that denies God is foolish. It says trying to become wise, they become foolish. The cross is foolish to those perishing. And anyone who says there's no God is a fool. So when we see the Bibles talk about a foolish person, it's talk, excuse me, it's talk about the worldly people. People say, what's the will of God? The will of God is that by doing good, you should put to silence the ignorance of foolish people. Do you want to know where you where you mess this up? When y'all give ammo to the non-believer to say, oh, I see these Christians cheating on their wives and treating people like dirt. And, and they say they care, but they don't. And, and, and we can't do anything about the people they don't that they see, but we can do something about ourselves. I tell people all the time when they say, Mike, you're really gracious with your answers. There's only two things I can really control in this life. I can do my best to be loving and be honest. Like everything else, life is crazy, but I can be loving and honest. That you can yeah, control. Man. You can control yeah, loving and honest. There's no amount of your flesh that can stop those two things. Because honesty, you could do that. You can mess up, but be honest about it. And love. Love is, is not something you can't do. So if you're loving and honest, then there won't be a moment where those foolish people get to do things. And then it says, live as people who are free, not using your freedom as a cover-up for evil, but living as servants of God. That is what JD and I have been preaching for six months now on this podcast. We're not saying that you have to do these things to be saved. You are free under uh, uh, grace. You are not under the law. And Paul says the same thing, that we don't abuse grace. And then the people say, oh, you believe in once saved, always saved? Y'all believe you could just go uh, do cocaine and this, this, and that? And it's like, no, because we don't use our freedom as a cover-up for evil. And this is why it blows my mind is that it kind of feels sometimes, J.D., that the people saying these things are still of the flesh because they always make it sound like it's something they would do if they could. Like, oh, yeah. so you're saying we could do whatever we want? Listen to that. Do whatever we want. Mm, yes, mm. yes, we can do whatever we want. What is it that you want? Put yeah. that right back on them. If someone says to you, oh, you believe that in Christ you can do whatever you want, look them in the windows of their soul and say, yes, I can. What is it that you want to do? Because yeah. that tells you everything. I want yeah. to be a living servant of God. That's what I want. And I can do that. Amen. Amen. Do, do you... You want to have promiscuous premarital sex? You want to abuse people? You want to steal? Is that what you want? That tells me a lot yeah. more about you than anything else. Amen. Amen. Absolutely on point. And we're going to get to this. I see a lot of I see a lot of stuff happening in the chat at the moment. In in First Peter chapter six, we we're going to get there where it talks about pickles. We're going to get to First Peter chapter six where it rebukes pickles. So just I did. Uh, we're not I'm joking. First Peter doesn't have a chapter six. <laughs> Just be honest about that. First so, Peter doesn't have a chapter six. Side note: If if I'm gonna come up because everybody talks about pickles about me, I'm gonna come up with a quota of likes or views or shares where I'll eat a pickle on camera. You mad? You mad? You did. There, there could not be enough sure. likes and shares for me to do that. Well, I, I've, I'm sacrificing for the podcast. I'm out. 
We've been brothers, man. We've been brothers. You're abandoning. You're abandoning. Well, the I'm play. not setting the standard low. I'm talking like I need like, you know, uh, oh, did I say one million? One million what? What did I say one mil for? One million followers? One million yeah. likes. If we get a million subscribers on this podcast, I'll eat a jar of pickles. <laughs> I wish I should shut up. Man, these are cool. <laughs> I'm going to come back in 10 years when, it, when we finally reach it over a long course of time. I need to put an expiration date on that. I, uh, uh, eat a whole jar of pickles. Uh, uh. <laughs> I think we should I think we should make it a million followers. A million followers on TikTok because you're, no, you're a quarter of the way. It can happen because people on there are spiteful. They'll get you followers. They'll buy my followers just to watch. <laughs> nah, bro. I, that's I like cat hair. Cat said, I thought he said two mil. I like what cat said. Inserts putting up. Y'all about the cat show for the first time. <laughs> Cat's one of the real brothers. Cat's Cat's one of the real brothers. She's she's no she's the no who who sister. Yeah, she's <laughs> she's a real brother. <laughs> yeah, we we trust Cat. Every year we trust Cat, man. We trust Cat. What <laughs> crop of people say? Two hundred likes. No, get out. <laughs> Two hundred likes. Yeah, that's that's on a that's on a bad video. <laughs> that's on a video that doesn't get pushed out. I'll be seeing pickles right now, bro. That's not fair. <laughs> oh man. Uh where are we at? Uh verse 17. Honor everyone. Everyone? Everyone. Oh, I actually like the way he says this, actually. So let me read the whole thing. Honor everyone, love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the emperor. So let's go look at how these words are actually written in the Greek so we can truly understand what he means here. So he says. Honor everyone, and it's as simple as that. It is honor. What is honor? Honor is to show honor to someone that respect, uh, uh, and we have that for everyone. We're supposed to treat everyone as we want to be treated, the golden rule, right? But then he goes and says, love the brotherhood, but the love he uses here is agape. Now, obviously, this is a different conjugation because of the way it's being used, but agape, which is that selfless love, and we should have that for our brothers and sisters. Then we fear God and honor the emperor. And I like the fact that it's it shows you the two different distinctions here. So everyone and your brotherhood, God and the person in charge. We honor everyone, but we love our brothers. We honor the person in charge, but we fear God, right? It's that, I talked about this in my live stream the other day, love is vertical, not horizontal. I don't love everyone the same way I love my uh, the brotherhood. I don't honor the emperor the way that I honor my God, right? So there's a difference in, in how that is going to be perceived and manifested in our lives. Yeah, for sure. Here we get to the part where uh, people have a real big problem with this part of the scripture. So let's dive into it because I love controversy. For mm, mm, mm. so this Servants. is a thank Ooh, yeah, Okay, you, you hit it, you hit it, you hit it. Go Servants. Oh, yeah, yeah. You could do verse 19. Servants, be subject subject to your masters with all respect, not only to the good and gentle, but also to the unjust. And I'm going to preface this before I let JD read the rest. People run from this because the problem is people cherry pick it. If you read the entire Bible, you'll read a common message. Love everyone. Love your enemy. 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 But then whenever we get to this part of the Bible where that same rule applies even in servitude, a.k.a. slavery, it's like, oh, the Bible condones this. No, the Bible tells us to love our enemy everywhere. 
everywhere, everywhere. And likewise, he's saying it again. Honor your, I mean, love, uh, um, be subject to your masters with all respect, not only to the good and gentle, but also to the unjust. So you, there's going to be people that have these situations, whether they're good to you or bad to you, we're still called to be a Christian regardless. God is still God no matter what. You're still called to act like a Christian, which he's been talking about now for what? An entire chapter. We've been kind of literally don't act like this among Gentiles. Let your conduct be good. Da, 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 da. This isn't some random like the people insert this into the Bible in order to, you know, condone slavery. No, this is the message that Peter preaches upon everything. And then I'll let you go into verse 19. Go ahead. I mean, so so true there, and and so often misquoted as well. It's 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 ridiculous, and this is the problem with cherry picking Bible reading. For this is a thankworthy if a man, for conscious toward God, endure grief, suffering, wrongfully. For what glory is it if when we if when ye are buffeted for your faults, ye shall take it patiently? But if when ye do well and suffer for it, ye take it patiently. This is acceptable with God. For even hereunto were ye called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that ye should follow in his steps. Who did no sin, neither was guile found in his mouth. I mean, it's, it's, it's absolutely so, so powerful where we see the, the like-mindedness of the apostles. This is the exact same thing that the Apostle Paul was saying, you know, because he he went through it. I mean, we see it in Philippians, we see it in Colossians, we see it in Ephesians, we see it in Romans, that Christ, Corinthians, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, he who knew no sin became sin for us. And, and now, because we know this, because we know what Christ has done for us when we are deserving of the punishment, we ought to live a certain way. Again, this is what they're saying. And this is what some people do, those that, that, that try and make it a, a salvation thing, saying, oh, you can lose it. This is how they've mis misread this. this these, are, these apostles are guiding you, saying, this is how you ought to live. Notice at no point do they say, but if you don't, there is no but if. There he is even no started it by saying you're born of unperishable seed. He's, he's got all these things. And like you said, then he goes into how to conduct yourself. That's it. It's, it's, this is this is the profitable way for the Christian to live. That's and what it's about. Think about this. Is this not something you would tell your own kids? Hey, if your boss is a terrible boss, you still need to be a good employee because someone will notice it. Someone's going to notice how hard you work or, you know, other people will see it. it. It's the same thing he's saying. And listen what he says. He says, what glory is it? And I'll read it out of the English Bible because old English is tough here. For what credit is it if when you sin and are beaten for it, you endure? So what he's saying is we're called to endure persecution. What did I say earlier, though? If you're being persecuted for your own doing, it's not. It's for you. Like if I walk up to a cop and I slap him in his mouth and then I say, Jesus is king. And then I get thrown to the ground and stomped on. I did not just get stomped on for Jesus. I got stomped on because I slapped the cop in the mouth. Nothing glorifying happened there. Now, if I'm preaching the word of God and a cop walks up and slams me on the ground and stomps on me, that will be glorifying to God as I sit there getting stomped out, which I don't want to be stomped out. just want to throw it out there. But it's not yeah. about it's not about all oh, this verse is being used to control people. This is what Christians are called to do. 
We are called to be loving, caring, compassionate, and to accept any type of evil doing because God will have his vengeance. And I love the fact that it points to what Jesus did because not only does he die on the cross for our sins, but he also sets the example as a proper leader because anywhere you go with leadership training, they'll tell you a good leader will never ask people to do something he's not willing to do. Well, even in this situation, Jesus, I dare you to say I was too good to suffer. I dare you to look at Jesus as if like you, oh, but Lord, I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to get, you know, hurt. That was going to hurt. Like he took nails. He took nails in his feet for you. He did it for you. So you're saying you can't, endure a little suffering it's as simple as that this isn't it, it's not trying to say something that it's not and then it continues with Amen. when he was reviled did not revile in return when he suffered he did not threaten but continued entrusting himself to to him who judges justly he, he himself bore our sins in his body on the tree that we might die to sin and live to righteousness by his wounds you have been healed for you were straying like sheep, but have now returned to the shepherd and overseer of your souls. He's your Amen. shepherd. You ain't got to worry about protecting yourself. The shepherd's got you. Ba, 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 ba. I, have I, to read I was going to end it right here, but I have to read the beginning of chapter three because this is where the chapters. Oh, well, no, it's not there yet. It's, it goes actually further down. So never mind. We'll wait till Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, you've got the wrong one. I think it's three going into four. But, uh, yeah, we're going to have to pick that up again next week. Oh, not next week. Wednesday. Wednesday. Okay. It's Monday. That means I get to see JD back to back to back three days in a row. For him, it's tonight. For me, it's tomorrow morning. Um, yeah. We'll be recording uh, Genesis 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, something like that. Maybe just Genesis 1. Who knows how it's going to go. Um and again, just a reminder, if you're looking forward to that, the Bible uh, series, make sure you like, you subscribe, hit the notification bell so you know whenever they're uploaded. And I will find out tomorrow how this is really going to go, especially with even, hopefully, I don't even have to edit it, right? Can me and JD get on here and not be children uh, and make it, because without y'all watching, we might act childish and I might have to go back and edit out the unnecessary uh, childishness. <laughs> the goal is that we can get on here and record it just like we're doing this. And, and I don't even have to edit. It, it makes my life easy. I just upload it. Um, so that is coming uh, Wednesday. We will yeah. get back to the first Peter and finish this off. As you know, uh, this week is just a really busy week for everything that we're got, we got going over here. So we do appreciate your guys' prayers and support. Uh, sharing is the best way. Sharing is the best way to support and, and help us out. Um, it's the final 15 minutes. We've got some time before we hop off here. Does anybody have any questions at all? Yeah, if you've got questions, then hit it up. So cool to see a South African Afrikaans comment in the in the chat. That's so cool for my American friends. Figure it out. Figure out what she said. But uh, Janine, awesome. Uh, thanks. Thanks for your support. Um, and hopefully we can get more South Africans up at 4 a.m. for the podcast. And as far as the the Genesis Bible reading, I mean, this is going to be epic. This is going to be epic. I'm really pumped for it. So I will see I will see my brother in a few hours again so we can yeah. get back. And we're doing the game. entire thing in HPB. <laughs> Imagine. Wow. <laughs> oh we should God. do a double series. In the beginning, brother. 
<laughs> we'll do a double series. We'll do an HBB Bible reading and then a a a, <laughs> a normal Bible reading. Okay, so oh, there we go. You got a problem, Mark. You got a big problem. Melissa's got receipts. Melissa's nah, got receipts. Nah, 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 nah. I need evidence. I need proof that I said <laughs> five hundred thousand followers and I'll eat a pickle. That's not. That's not really that far off right now. Um. So. <laughs> I don't, I don't know about all that, brothers. I'm, 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 I'm not sure if if I could be eating a pickle for only five hundred thousand dollars. How small of a pickle? We talking a sliver, like the kind you slice? Talk about a baby pickle? We talk about full size pickle? Ugh. It's got to be something that could be like a, like that. I got to be able to take like a pill. Oh man, I can't believe you said five hundred k. That 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 be that be stupid. Like like what well, what what were you I thinking? To go viral and grow my following overnight. What were you thinking? Five hundred. A week ago, we were talking about I'm about to hit two hundred thousand. I'm at two hundred eighty five. Like it's flying. I can't control this. Oh, you're a minute away from a pickle, bro. That's all I'm gonna say. And I'm gonna cry. I'm gonna lose. I'm gonna shed. I'm gonna shed tears. In today's, in today's shed tears. AI and deep fakes. I can have my son eat a pickle. It'll look just like. <laughs> Yo, for real, I'll swallow it like a pill. I'll drop it. <laughs> You're gonna have to. You know, I'll I, I just it I'll straight up just with mouthwash and look. Yeah, I got you, Ash Bash. I got you, my sister. Don't worry. Pow, 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 pow. Bow, 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 bow. Like, uh, I can't believe Mike was so, so stupid to say 500,000 followers. Like, I'm, as his lawyer. Gonna have to retract that statement. I want to see the receipts. Um, we also know that Mike's got lots of fake accounts, like people have, like in, you know, uh, pretended to be him. So I'm gonna have to see. I'm gonna have to see that comment. Probably all the people that are impersonating me. Let's just be honest. Yeah, yeah. Let's just be real. Like 500 is too low. Right like Oh, <laughs> uh, is she sharing it in the general too? She over here sharing it? No. <laughs> Anybody who's still listening on Spotify is like, what's happening right now? I'm sorry, man. That was that was too much. That was extra. <laughs> oh. There we go. Well, as always, awesome sound effects, awesome podcast. Um, yeah, you nearly did, Kira. You nearly did. That was too good. That was uh, the timing on that was just too brilliant, man. Like, <laughs> so, uh, again, <laughs> apologies to anybody that's been here for the first time because, like, Mark's talking about us acting silly and having to edit things out when you guys are not watching. Like, are you serious? Like. <laughs> Like we're gonna have to edit this out while you guys are watching. So for the Spotify guys, sorry, that's that's not a uh, he's not really cussing. <laughs> that's not really happening right there. Yeah, but no, uh, God bless you guys. Out, I would just say it. <laughs> oh but man, that was so funny. I, like, I haven't laughed so hard in a long time. Oh, I was a real, we didn't tell that, that came from the gut. You could tell when someone's <laughs> laughing 
a real one or if it's just like that. <laughs> That's funny, man. Oh, man. That was so, so, so funny. Oh, oh. man. Right, guys, let's go ahead and get out of here. Uh, as always, I'll be on TikTok for a little bit after this just to hang out with people uh, uh, that we're watching over there. And as always, guys, we appreciate everything that you guys do. You tune in, you watch it. We had 100 people here tonight. We still have 90. It's it's constantly growing. And honestly, tonight has kind of been just a relaxed podcast. Normally, we're a little bit like more full go into the word. We just been having fun because sometimes we need these break uh, uh, these kinds of episodes where we can laugh a little bit, relax. Um, it's all about definitely fellowship. And as we said, tomorrow we're diving into the Word of God uh, uh, with uh, Genesis. Wednesday we're coming back with First Peter. Lots of things in store. In fact, website coming soon. I'm working on something in the background for that. Uh, all types of stuff trying to work on. So a lot of things going on. Keep us in your prayers. Uh, thank you for all your support. And as always. God bless.